Well, today I'd like to uh, share some thoughts about uh, a living hope. And uh, I think over the last uh, month, I've had some numerous thoughts about uh, what it's like to live in hope in the midst of uh, what we're going through with this pandemic and, and uh, how the world is, is uh, what things are going on in the world. And so I wanted to share from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. But before I do that, uh, I wanted to share that uh, over the last month, uh, there's been a couple times when uh, I've just really sensed God speaking uh, to me um, one time verbally, but uh, you just just speaking uh, different things. And uh, so I wrote down some notes one morning. I woke up early and uh, the notes I wrote down was the word hope. And, uh, and my hope is built. And uh, I was reminded of that song. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. That song uh, just came to my heart and mind. And then and then came, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord and not on earthly things. Earthly things will pass away. Jesus is eternal. We will not live forever in our present bodies. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. A hope and a future we have. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We use hope the word hope in many different ways. We say, I hope we have a better day tomorrow. I hope it doesn't rain or I hope I don't feel sick tomorrow. Um, or I hope it's sunny today instead of raining. However, our hope, our eternal hope is in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so that's some of the things that came to me as I woke up one morning and just wrote those down that, that the Spirit of God, I believe, was saying to me that uh, those are things that are important in this life. There are many things that are unimportant and uh, that can distract us. And so I wanted to just share those with you. So um, the scripture is 1 Peter 1, 3 to 9. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may prove genuine and may result in praise glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith and salvation of your souls. May God speak to us through the scripture. So today I would like to focus on that word of our hope, and our hope is in Jesus Christ. You know, hope is a critical word in our lives. The Bible is a book full of hope, which comes from the God of hope. Hope is a wonderful word that we sometimes use casually, like I said before, that sometimes we say, well, I hope today that it, it's sunny, or I hope it rains, or I hope it's warm today, or I hope I feel better today, all those things. But I want today to focus on our hope that we have in Jesus. We probably have all heard stories about people losing hope at some point in their life. 
and many times it can be associated with death. Death has a way of robbing our hope. We grieve the loss of a loved one that we love dearly. Uh, we, we hope that we um, can live in peace and harmony. And uh, we know that uh, if our faith is in God, the God of hope, our sorrow will not rob our hope from us. Hope for us as Christians comes from Jesus who died for our sins on that cross and won the victory over sin and death on that third day when he was raised from the grave. Jesus proclaimed, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. And in John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? God makes it very clear. There is no hope for those who choose to live their lives just for themselves and do not surrender to Jesus. This choice leaves you without God and without hope in this world and no hope for eternal life. When we choose to to love and serve Jesus, we have eternal hope. It seems that a great need in the world today is the need for hope. There are so many things today that if we choose so, we can feel so hopeless, such as COVID-19, such as the economy, or will we ever get back to what we can describe as normal, and especially listening to the news. I'm sure you could name other things that would distract from our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. Sure, we can be, dis- con- we can be de- concerned about these things. However, we should not lose focus that our earthly things matter more than they should. When Jesus was on the earth, the Pharisees asked him a question about whether you should pay taxes. It was to try to trick him into saying yes or no. But Jesus knew that their evil intent was to try to trick him. And so he asked them to show him a, a coin for, that was used for paying taxes. Jesus asked him, well, whose image and what inscription is on this coin? And they replied, it's Caesar's. His answer was to give back to Caesar that which is Caesar's and to God that which is God's. We need to put our faith and trust in God. He is trustworthy and faithful, and our eternal hope is in Jesus and him alone. There is no hope in any government, any earthly government. There is no hope in that. You know, a few examples from the Bible that remind us that our focus needs to be on God and not on earthly, our earthly life, that we are to obey God rather than man. And in the Old Testament, I'm sure you, many of you would know this story. It's found in Daniel chapter 3. And there were three men, their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were appointed as administrators over the province of Babylon. The king, his name was King Nebuchadnezzar, made an image of gold that was 90 feet high or 27.4 meters and it was nine feet wide or 2.7 meters wide. And he had it set up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. When musical instruments were played, 
everyone was supposed to bow down and to worship this statue, this, this big golden image that was, up, that was put up on the plain. Well, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, even though they were part of the uh, government at that time, they would not bow down to worship this false god. The king heard about it, and he gave them a, another opportunity to bow down or to be thrown into a uh, fiery furnace, a very hot furnace. And their answer was this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not deliver us, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Well, this made King Nebuchadnezzar furious. He was really mad. And so um, I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story. I think uh, if you would take the time to go to Daniel chapter 3 and read what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, it's an amazing story. It's, it's full of hope. It's full of uh, amazing things that God did in the midst of not being willing to bow down to a God that was not the eternal God that we know. And then another story in, in the same book of Daniel, chapter 6, we read the story about uh, Daniel. Uh, the book is named after Daniel. And Daniel uh, was, uh, he was, God gave him the ability to interpret dreams. And uh, he was, it was amazing how he interpreted different dreams. And, uh, and uh, but the, the government at that time put into place a law that said that you can only pray uh, to the king. And uh, so you can also read about that in Daniel chapter six. Uh, but the end of that story was that uh, he, was, he wouldn't bow down. He was uh, reported. Uh, the king hated that he'd signed some decree that he couldn't get around. And so Daniel was thrown into a a den of lions, and uh, the king couldn't sleep all night because he was so upset with the, that uh, Daniel got thrown into this lion's den. And so uh, he went out early the next morning and called to Daniel, and Daniel said, the, the, the God I serve was able to save me, and I did not get hurt. And uh, so it's amazing how uh, when we stand on what God's word says, when we obey God rather than man, that God will be with us. And we're not guaranteed that uh, we won't have troubles. We will have trials. We will have struggles. We will, we will have storms in our lives that we go through, and it will not always uh, be what we hope for. We need to have hope. We rejoice in hope. We share our faith in hope. In Psalm 146, it says, Happy is he whose hope is in the Lord his God. There is hope for the future. It is centered in the person of Jesus Christ who died for our sins and rose from the grave and is now alive, interceding for us with God. You know, I have put my complete hope and trust in this Jesus that lived on this earth and died on a cruel cross but rose again after three days. I have put my hope and trust completely in him 
not in my ability, not in any earthly government, not in any doctor, but in Jesus alone. That's where I put my hope and faith. For the believer, there is hope beyond the grave because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven for us by his death and resurrection. As Christians, we are not exempt from the troubles of this world, like I said, the storms of life. We're not exempt from sickness. We're not exempt from maybe even this COVID-19. But we do know that we do not need to live in fear. Our hope is not found in this world. The Apostle Paul writing to the letter to the Corinthians says that we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We have a living hope as a follower of Jesus who said, because I live, you also will live. The resurrection of Jesus brings us hope for all of us. For the Christian, the cross tells us that God understands our suffering, for he took it upon himself at the cross. All of our sins and all of our failures and all of our sufferings, Jesus on the cross asked God his Father this question, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the answer was to redeem the world, to save you and to save me from our sins, to give us assurance that when we die, we're going to heaven, or Jesus returns when we are still alive to take us home. As he hung on that cross, he was saying, I love you and I know the heartaches and the sorrow and the pain that you feel and that you will feel. Jesus dying on the cross points us from the horror of death on the cross to the eternal hope of the empty grave. It tells us that we can spend eternity with Jesus because he has conquered death. This is our hope as followers of Jesus. Hope is found in the promises God has given us, promises of freedom from sin. There are so many scriptures that tell us of this hope we have in Jesus. No matter what trials, temptations, or pain that comes our way that causes us to suffer, we can always hold on to the hope that God offers to us. And this is absolutely wonderful news. This hope is available to all who trust in Jesus and surrender our lives to him. Our hope of salvation is not just based on a place, but also the person of Jesus. Our hope is secure in Jesus Christ. And Jesus promised this to his followers. My father's house, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to, to be with me that you may also be where I am. And I found that some, there's some verses that I would like to share with you to, to uh, just wrap up. Uh, some verses that demonstrate this hope that we find in Jesus. First John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. And in Ephesians 2, 8 and 10, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not on your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. 
for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then the scripture that I read at the beginning, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Second Corinthians four says, therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what is seen, on what is seen, but not but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And then John three sixteen, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I pray that we will continue to put our faith and our hope and our trust in the God that we know, that we can call on no matter what we're going through. And I am so grateful that we can have this hope. And I was reading, uh, I read a, a poem that talks about uh, uh, an oak tree. And I think it speaks to, to this hope that we have that uh, we are rooted uh, in. And so it's a poem by Johnny Ray Ryder Jr. And it says, the title of it is The Oak Tree. A mighty wind blew night and day it stole the oak tree's leaves away. Then it snapped its boughs and pulled its bark until the oak was tired and stark. But still the oak tree held its ground while other trees fell all around. The weary wind gave up and spoke. How can you still be standing, oak? The oak tree said, I know that you can break each branch of mine in two carry every leaf away, shake my limbs and make me sway, but I have roots stretched in the earth, growing stronger since my birth. You'll never touch them, for you see, they are the deepest part of me. Until today, until today I wasn't sure of just how much I could endure, but now I've found with thanks to you, I'm stronger than I ever knew. And I believe that we are strong in the power of God and in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. May God be glorified. Let us pray. God, I thank you for this day. And I thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in you, Jesus, that you are uh, King of kings and Lord of lords, that you are eternal, that you are with us no matter what we go through. You have been our hope from, from the past you are our hope in the present and you are our hope in the future. And so God, I thank you for that. Be with us, Lord, we pray, as we go about our daily lives. And God, I just pray for, for the children that uh, are being affected by all the things that are going on with this pandemic, How you, uh, that you will be with them, God, and just help them to, uh, to know that, uh, that it's not all doom and gloom in this world, but that there is hope in you, Jesus. And so uh, God, I just pray that you will be with the students as they plan to go back to school, Lord. I pray that that will be, uh, that that will go well. And Lord, just continue to guide and direct us, we pray. And in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.